The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays, live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Watch for brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. All right, we are back for part two of the Monday games in the association. Terrell, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Probably the game of the night or is probably the game of the night, is the Philadelphia 76ers. They are in the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, currently, the line is sitting at five and a half. It opened up at five. Uh, total opened up at 231. That is currently sitting at 228 and a half. Looking at the injury report for the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid is questionable here tonight. Right calf tightness. Uh, James Harden is officially questionable as well. Left Achilles soreness. Daniel House Jr., right shoulder soreness. For the Denver Nuggets, pretty clean injury report. Only Michael Porter Jr. is on there with the questionable tag. He has a left heel injury management that is listed. But I don't think Joel Embiid is going to be sitting in this game. The guy has just been an absolute monster and a dog just going out there and playing ball for the Sixers. Going up against a former MVP here tonight in Nikola Jokic. Should be a statement game as usual for Joel Embiid. You know, I think he, I think I want to say he came out and said that he embraces like the villainy like Terrell does. And he likes being that asshole. I'll try to pull up the exact quote. But Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus five and a half for the Denver Nuggets at home where they've just been so good. What are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I mean, the big thing that people are talking about is where Joel Embiid said that he's going to need a day off coming soon and rest and how he's been. He felt really sluggish, really slow uh, playing in that game in Phoenix. He's not taking a day off here. I, I, I really highly doubt after, you know, the comments Draymond Green said that he made to him. I really doubt he takes the day off here. If he takes the day off, it's against Dallas. It's against Dallas home game against Dallas. It gives him extended rest because if he plays in this game, takes Dallas off, he will have basically the entire week off because the next game will be Friday. So he basically gets a week off and Dallas is the last Western conference team they have for the rest of the season. All rest of the final six games will be against Eastern conference foes. So if I were a betting man and I am, I would say that he plays tonight and sits versus Dallas and then he gets a full week of rest before they go through the Eastern Conference gauntlet to end the season. With that being said, taking Philly. Okay. And I think that really all it actually it truly depends on if James Harden plays or not. If James because I, I don't think that James Harden is good. I, I truly not good, but I don't think he's good as in health wise. And I'm not betting on Philly with the compromised James Harden to go out there and start tanking and throw the game. So uh, if 
I were in that spot, I would definitely be looking to back Philly here without James Harden, with James Harden, then I think that I'm on the uh, the Denver Nuggets side. Denver Nuggets are still playing good basketball. Like, while they have been a really inconsistent as of late, they are still playing. Like, when they play their brand of basketball, they are one of the best teams in the league, and you cannot uh, overlook them. But this is clearly going to be – It's like, everybody knows what this game is about. It's about the two. Two big men – and B versus Jokic, Jokic versus B, and the winner of this game is basically whoever the rest of the team concedes that this is about those two, and get them and get those players into the best spots, and then just try to play supporting cast. Luckily, Will Barton isn't on the Nuggets anymore, so Will Barton's not going to be <laughs> out there trying to make it about him. So, actually, he probably should be on the Nuggets in this game. Um, yeah, I'm going to lean here with the Sixers here as well. I feel like five and a half is a stretch. So, I mean, the line against the Bucks was minus three, but the Bucks again, they were in that, that situation where they had played in Utah, the second game in elevation. They've kept it close in the first half, but then I think the, the Denver Nuggets pulled away in that second half. Maybe that's where the, you know, the tired legs and, and, you know, the heavy breathing caught up to the, to the Milwaukee Bucks in that game. But for the Sixers, I think that this is, again, we, we know the narrative going into this game, Jokic versus Embiid, and Embiid probably wants to make a statement here, but I, I think this is this is a lot of or not a lot. Yeah, I think it's it's outside of two possessions or outside of four points. I'm gonna take the Sixers here. I know in non con or on the road this season, the Sixers are 20 and 17 against the spread, 23 and 14 straight up. Uh, non-conference games, it does drop off a little bit for the Philadelphia 76ers, where they are only 6-8 and eight against the spread. Uh, but again, I think this is a game of a matchup where, again, like we mentioned, Joel Embiid did st- uh, was going to step up in this game. He dropped 40-plus points in his last matchup against the Denver uh, Nuggets. This was back in January. He dropped 47 points, 18 rebounds in that contest. So I know Denver has been the best team at home this season where they are 23 13 and one against the spread 21 13 and one as a home favorite. I think that uh, Harden does play here tonight as well. Um, but I, again, I'm I, not, I think, I'm not touching Philly if James Harden's playing right now. No, I'll just go ahead and say that I'm not touching Philly if James Harden's playing right now. I, okay. I cannot keep up. I have to wait and see what James Harden looks like before I agree to bet Philly and James Harden's in the game again because he looked really, really bad when it was something clearly wrong with him. Yeah. So I know Doc Rivers came out and said that he could have played Friday or it was a possibility for Friday, but a Monday was more than likely for Harden. Uh, but only reason I say that if Harden does play here tonight, I, I would probably get on his assist because I just feel like they're going to be just feeding Joel Embiid all night. But um, as far as side, give me the Sixers plus the five and a half as well. Uh, total in this game throw, anything that uh, you like on the total to 28 and a half? Uh, I... I have a slight lean to the under, but... I could honestly see it going either way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't like really, I can see I don't a lot really of have points. Play. Yeah, yeah I, I can see it. Have a, or I can see it. You know, they slowing the game down and playing it through the bigs, and that slow and that slow pace really drives that total down. So, because both of these teams like to play slow, Denver's been one 
what's that bottom five of pace in the last five games? If not the last, I thought they were last at one point. Uh, so yeah, in terms of pace in the past five games, the Denver Nuggets are bottom five. It looks like. Hold on, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Very there good. you go. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Bottom. Yeah. Bottom five in terms of pace. Twenty six. Philly right there at twenty five. So yep. incredibly, incredibly slow pace game. They're going to play it in the half court. And Phil, I will say I like Philly's half court defense better than Denver. So that's mm-hmm. another reason to like Philly. Slow pace, playing up the half court. I expect for Denver just to give up more in that situation. So yeah, plus five and a half for Philly. Give me the under two twenty eight in a slow paced half court game. Yeah, the game back in January ended up with a 126-119 final. Uh, but both teams shot above 50% from the floor, and Sixers hit 18 of 35 three-point attempts for 51.4%. Denver, not too bad from the three-point line either, uh, 41.2%. The both teams combined for 32 three-point uh, makes in that game back in January. Where transition over to player props here. In that game, Terrell, like I mentioned, Joel Embiid, 47 points, 18 rebounds in that contest. What are you expecting from Embiid here tonight? Oh, man. Let's get it. Can I get an early line on Embiid just to go off really, really early in the game? I feel like it's going to be all about him for the first quarter. Yeah, I don't see any player props listed for the Sixers yet just because we could mention that there are going to be uh there are I see some people that have I see some people that have Joe and beat listed at 35 and a half that is yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah you're right 35 and a half yeah I see that and so you have that uh I'm Mm, I'm trying to talk myself into Jamal Murray assist today. He's been crushing it a little. Let's see. Last five games, Jamal Murray is averaging 8.2 assist per game. He's got he's had at least eight or more assists in four of the last five games. Uh the one game he didn't was against the Knicks, where he only had six, where he scored 25 in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 it's like I said, at some point, everybody in both locker rooms outside of Joe Embiid and Nikola Jokic have to concede the fact that this game is truly just about these two people, no matter what the coaches say, no matter what you're trying to sit there and say, no, it's a team thing. Or, this game is about these two. It's clearly yeah. about these two. And <laughs> you're going to you're going to feed your guy and you're going to like this game is essentially this game for a lot of voters is going to determine who they decide to go with for the MVP. And I just see everybody completely buying into that narrative tonight. It seems like such a chalk narrative, but I just see people completely buying in. So, yeah, I'm getting six and a half at plus 109. And he's been averaging eight plus mm-hmm. over the past five. I like Jamal Murray assist today. Just for reference for the MVP odds as of right now, Embiid is minus 150, Nikola Jokic plus 180, and then Giannis is at plus 450. Um, so yeah, again, if we see a huge game from MB like he had in that earlier matchup, like I mentioned, where he went off for 47 points and 18 rebounds by tomorrow morning or right after the game, Terrell, we could see a possibility where he's up back up to like minus 300, uh, to win the MVP. Um, 
I was mentioning before he did an interview with the athletic did uh, Joel Embiid. And he says in or quotations, I'll be the bad guy. I like being the asshole. Anyway, I like being the underdog. Uh, he's talking about the MVP race. Man, he, why Joel Embiid out there talking like me? Hey, that's did you just read a B quote or was that B on the podcast a few weeks ago? I, why I, you sound like why you sound like me? My boy, hey, I'm I'm telling you, people be li- they be me. trying to act like they don't listen to this podcast. People be listening to this podcast <laughs> because the other no, we can go back in time. There was the whisper song when I came up here and I did the whisper song, and then next thing you know, Chris Candy's doing the whisper song on the Four Letter Network. I answered my dad's call on air, talking with Sean, answering my dad's call on air. Next thing you know, Adam Schefter's answering the call on air. Now Joel and B is doing all – I'm just trying to say, people be listening to the show, man. Hey, they they do. They do. I, and I've had conversations with some of those people. I know they be listening. They done passed a couple of, hey, this was good. You should probably try to fit this into your segment. Like, people be listening to the show. Uh, anything else as far as player props? No, I'm good in this one. Let's move on. All right, next game on the board, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are headed to the West Coast to take or are on the West Coast after they played the Warriors last night. Uh, They are going to play Sacramento here tonight. Uh, This line is currently sitting at minus four in favor of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Total is at opened up at 244 and a half. That number has been bet down all the way to 239 and a half. Uh, Has been dropping even more to 238 and a half. Uh, for the total, uh, looking at the injury report uh, for Sacramento, the only questionable tag is De'Aaron Fox with the right hamstring soreness. Uh, like we mentioned, Minnesota played last night against the Golden State Warriors, got the victory against them. Uh, Warriors were just so bad turning that ball over in the game against the uh, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves last night. It's really what cost them the game down stretch. But I did see the return of Cat. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side minus four here for the Minnesota Timber or sorry for the Sacramento Kings hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. What are you thinking? I was scared. <laughs> I was scared because do we have to bet Minnesota? I mean, really, like, does anybody trust the Kings in the fourth quarter without De'Aaron Fox? Seriously. It's it's like a very valid question. I'm gonna, if De'Aaron Foss doesn't play in this game, I think you have to bet Minnesota. Uh, let's see here. So without the Aaron Fox in the lineup, I'm trying to see the fourth quarter numbers here. I I, I mean, I can just tell you from what I see that what I saw, especially in what was the game, not last game, but the game before that. Uh, when he went down against Phoenix. Phoenix gave that game away because the Kings could not do anything offensively, like at all whatsoever. Like Harrison Barnes was down there trying to take the last shot (laughs) in the fourth quarter. And granted, he did make the shot. So they ended up winning the game and keeping, you know, what they were doing. But like, are we really, really, really trusting Harrison Barnes in 2023 in the fourth quarter of this game where the Timberwolves have just found ways to close out games for the last two games? I don't know. And if you trust the Kings, then you probably just want to go early then. 
right? If you think that there, if if I would love to go early, I would not want to. I would not want to take my chances anymore because if I see that the Kings are running at halftime and I have a full game spread, I'm going to be a little bit nervous. And then you just think about. We talked about how bad the Dallas Mavericks are. We talked about how bad that the Pacers are. We talked about how bad the Rockets are and all how bad all these, even the Jazz. We talked about how bad all these teams are defensively. And Sacramento has been just as bad, really, really bad, if not worse. And the only thing that has stopped them from being at the exact opposite of their record, which is 29 and 45, is the fact that they can outscore teams. And the person that helps outscore teams is De'Aaron Fox, who might not be playing in this game. So there's one prop that I know I'm betting in this game, but I don't know what I want to do with the side. And I'm hesitant to say that you might have to bet Minnesota here. I think if if Fox does play here tonight, I would probably take Minnesota early. Um, there was a drought yesterday where they went without a basket for like eight minutes, but they were looking really good early on against the Warriors uh, and forcing turnovers and things like that. Look, they've won three in a row here. Have the Minnesota Timberwolves. They got the victory against the Knicks. They got a victory against Atlanta. And like we mentioned, Golden State last night. This team now... With Cat back, they're making that push for the playoffs, obviously, to get in at least that playing tournament. He's giving them a spark. Yeah, and he's been clutched down the stretch. Look, he hit that three last night. He hit the two free throws against Atlanta. Um, this is what movies are made of. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> they're sitting in that seventh spot right now. If they get a victory here tonight, they'll be tied with the Golden State Warriors. Actually, they would take the uh, sixth spot from the Warriors and not be in that playing tournament bracket. So, in Sacramento right now, I think we can pretty much say they're cemented into that three spot. Uh, I know guys are mentioning that they can clinch a playoff spot here tonight uh, if they do get the victory, but I like the way this Minnesota team is playing, man. I I think I'm going to take them early. Give me the first half for the Minnesota Timberwolves. If no De'Aaron Fox, I think you're right, Terrell. You probably have to be on the uh, on the Wolves here tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I don't yikes. <laughs> yikes. We have to bet Minnesota, but it's just like it's and then what's what's Anthony Edwards prognosis? Um I the, the, so they played yesterday, so we don't have an official injury report. I didn't see anything after the game which mentioned guys sitting out. We could see a possibility where maybe Cat doesn't play because he's coming back from that calf injury and missing fifty plus games. They are on a back to back, but I haven't seen anything as of yesterday, uh, as of last night, that they said guys are going to be sitting out. But something to again keep in mind for the uh, war, uh, sorry for the Wolves as we kind of progress through the day here. Hmm. Yikes! Um, all right, so let's get a. This is what movies is made this of. This is what movies are made this of. This is what movies are made of. Two free throws. Don't worry about it. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to go look at the interview. I know he did an interview last night. I got to go see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> no, but for real. All right. No, seriously. There's one prop that I'm making sure that I'm betting today. 100%. And I'm actually surprised I ain't seen nobody in the chat say it. Adam was close, but he wasn't quite there yet. We have to take Keegan Murray's over threes. 
Like we have yeah. to take his over on threes. There, there. I mean, everybody is aware that he is close to breaking the record, and they're going to give him plenty of opportunities to break the record. And I mean, if you're going to attack Minnesota anywhere, especially with Rudy Gobert out there and the size that they have, it is on the outside and try to make sure that you at least use Keegan Murray to help pull some of those guys out of that clogged, clogged painted area. Uh, Minnesota in the last five games are giving up 42.1% from three. And Keegan Murray is about 12 threes, I believe. What That's what it was. 12 threes away from the record. Let's go ahead and... Uh, Two and a half at minus 130. Yeah, like, so 3.8 rookie record. Donovan Mitchell holds it at 187, and I believe... Oh, so he might be 15 threes back, because I believe uh, he's sitting at 172. So, like, that's that's clearly, like... It's clearly in range for him to go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last five games, he's shooting at 46% from the three-point line. Has hit two or more, or sorry, three or more in one, two, three, four, five, six straight games for Keegan Murray. So I like it. Um, yeah, it didn't like very many props or oh, I haven't dug into it uh, yet. So maybe I'll put it out on my Twitter later, but I do agree about that. That's a great call for Keegan Murray um, here tonight. Um, just want to see how Sabon has been doing against the Wolves. The crazy part is he hasn't, oh, hold on, sorry. He hasn't been, oh, never mind. Yeah, he's been getting the rebounds against him. Four, so our last couple games, 16, 25, 14, 10, 13, 14 for Sabonis. Um, as far as rebounds go against his Wolves team, um, see how Rudy Gobert's been doing. But I feel like Cat probably takes away some of his rebounds as well. Um, uh, I'm not betting Rudy Gobert noise. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want the, I've been burned by him so many times. He's had 14 or more rebounds in seven straight games, but I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, all right, Terrell. Who is? Who is? Who's got 14 rebounds in seven straight? Rudy Gobert against the no, he uh, don't. Kings. Oh, yeah. against All... the oh, against the Kings. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, against the Kings. He ain't got no 14 rebounds in no seven straight games in the NBA. No, not 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 in the NBA. He did have 14 in the March 4th matchup against the Kings in Sacramento. Four, so he's had 14, exactly 14 and four straight career games against the Kings, and then 20, 2016, um, when he was with Utah. But again, with Minnesota. This season, three games, 14 exactly in all three of those matchups. Hmm. Uh, all right, what else? Anything else for this game? No, I'm good. Let's keep it moving. All right, let's roll here. Two games left on the schedule. We have the New Orleans Pelicans. They are in Portland here tonight to take on the Blazers. This line opened up in favor of the New Orleans Pelicans, minus 8.5. That number's ballooned up to minus 11. 230.5 was the opening number for the total. That number is now at 226 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these squads, for the Pelicans, the usual suspects are out. Jose Alvarado and Zion Williamson. Uh, Portland, again, did play yesterday. They are on a back-to-back situation. Damian Lillard, I think we can seal his fate for the 2022-2023 season. He is done for the year. Um, But last night, uh, they did play against the Thunder, where Thunder came in there. Got down early, did the... Oklahoma City Thunder, but eventually did pull away and got the victory there um, against the 
Blazers won. Trying to pull up the final score. 118-112 for the Thunder in that game. In back-to-back situations this season, Terrell, uh, the Portland Trail Blazers are 7-5 against the spread, 7-5 towards the under. But again, things change when you don't have uh, your superstar player in Damian Lillard. So why don't we start with the side here? Minus 11 here for the Pelicans in Portland here tonight. Yikes. Are we really laying 11 with the Pelicans? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Come on. I mean, I, I called for Portland to drop their nuts yesterday, and they did. They did. I, I straight up said drop your nuts. Like, you can't come out here and be this large of a, you know. And I said I would have posted the line in the locker room and clearly the line was posted in the locker room. Cause they made sure when they lose that they cut co- they when they lost that they covered that line. I mean, I, I wasn't bold enough to stick with my guns and just go and go ahead and say that, Hey, Portland has some young guys that can hoop in shady and sharp and in cam reddish. And, you know, there's like a little, like at this point, it's not like these you're playing guys. You're not playing the best team in the league. You're playing guys that are 500 or worse. Like they're mm. fighting for a play in because they suck. Yep. It's not like they they're they're not fighting for a one seed or two seed. They're fighting for a play in because they suck. You just suck worse. So your amount of suck is not that much of their amount of suck for you to be double digit underdogs like this. I, I'm I'm gonna call it again. Drop your nuts, like it, it, drop your nuts. It, I, <laughs> I I just don't see how you can. I'm not laying eleven points with the, with the freaking. New Orleans Pelicans on the road. I'm not. I'm not. This is terrible. I'm just trying to figure um, out who I want to back. That's not named Shady and Sharp. It might be Nazir Little, but I'm trying to figure out who I want to back. Not named Shady and Sharp. So Portland. Sorry. So the Pelicans have won two out of the three matchups this season against the Blazers. They won one twenty-seven, one ten, and one twenty-one, one ten. Both earlier this season. Uh, or sorry, earlier this month, uh, March 1st, and then March 12th, about two weeks ago. Um, and again, we talked about this uh, on the Thursday pod, is that the Pelicans have just been beating up on like lesser opponents. When they're playing teams that are above 500 or better, they've been absolute shit. But since in the month of March, they beat Portland twice, like I just mentioned. They lost to the Rockets, but then they won that second game of that back-to-back little mini-series that we've talked about. They beat San Antonio, they beat Charlotte, then they beat the Clippers at that second game without Paul George. But I think this is a game for the Pelicans that they probably know that they have to get here tonight because you look at their schedule for the next four, maybe the rest of the season here, Terrell. After tonight, they go to San Francisco to pay the Warriors. They go to Denver. They have the Clippers at home. They have the Kings at home. They have the Memphis Grizzlies at home. They have New York at home, and they end the season against Minnesota. So if they want to get into this play-in tournament or be in that bracket, I, I think they have to come out here and take care of business. Now, I'm not sure if they cover this number, but I, I don't know. I, I think that if we saw, we saw yesterday that the Blazers got out to that lead in the first half or the first quarter, if we see something similar, then I think you live bet the Pelicans at that point. So I think you I think you get a better number live with the Pelicans. Yeah, I'm looking for a first half line with the Pelicans. Um, let me see. 
Oh well, I know it's six and a half, but that's what I, that's what I would. Oh, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, okay. I would. Yeah, I would go for a first half line. Yeah, so I, I think for me at least, I'll probably wait for a live line on the Blazers. Or sorry, on the Pelicans. If again, if the Blazers they would do what they did in the first quarter against the Thunder yesterday, and then eventually the, they faltered in the you know second quarter and in into the second half. So yeah, um, like they, they they could absolutely get run out the gym, and last night could be the outlier. It, yeah. It, really could so okay i if that happens i would just rather take my chances on the pelicans being up big at half and maintaining it through the game rather than you know what if the blazers do come out fast again then i would just assume that the whole bet is going to be trashed anyways yeah uh all right so let's get over to the total here 226 and a half what are you thinking about that uh I don't know. I don't like it. Because, like, like, it. I mean, if Portland covers, this goes over. If Portland covers, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, if Portland covers, this goes over. I feel like you have to. I feel like if you play it, you got to play it correlated. If Portland covers, this goes over. If New Orleans covers, this probably because Portland couldn't make a shot on the back to back. Pelicans number one team on defensive rating over the last five games. What's Portland's numbers on the back to back? The season they are seven and five against the spread and five and sorry seven and five against the spread and then seven and five towards the under. But again, a lot of that we have to think about that. Did Dame play? Did Anthony Simons play? I'm going under. I'm gonna I'm gonna go under as well. I think I like the Blazers team total under a uh, better as well or another play as well. Um like I mentioned, last five games, Pelicans are number one in defensive rating, net rating over the last five games, they're number two only behind Boston. Offensive rating, they're also number Pelicans number seven. So they're both top ten in defense and offense over the last five games at least. So again, I just think that this is a spot where they come out and, and they probably do smash. Um, just because again, you look at their schedule, what's ahead of them. This is a game that they need to get here tonight against the Blazers, where they're not gonna have at least their top two or three or four guys. Uh all right, so let's get over to some player props in this game here, Troy. Anything that you do like? Uh yeah, Jonas Valanciunas rebound sounds like that. That's yeah. That's, that's I, I can't see. Yeah, I can't see. You know, there's no there's no inside presence for for them right now. It's at eleven and a half. So the, even the, even the books because it's normally at ten and a half. So even the books have boosted it up some, thinking there's no presence in there for them. CJ's assist is at what five and a half. I like CJ's assist today. CJ back in Portland narrative is that anything anymore? Yeah, yeah, I guess a little bit, but I, I just there's a chance that these guys might not play f- four quarters. Yeah, that's another thing. What's CJ's assist at? Mm, five and a half minus one fifteen. So since he got traded to the Pelicans, five games. Four assists and then seven, 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 and then eleven. Okay. Two games this season, or sorry, three games this season. Yeah, seven, seven, and then eleven. 
And then for Portland, let's go with I'm on Azir Little, man. Azir Little looked really, really good yesterday. Okay. He's gotta be starting today. He's gotta be starting today. I think all these guys are also like blowout proof because half of the team is sitting out. Yeah. For the Blazers. Like even if it's like Portland is up, or sorry, if the Bla- or Pelicans are up. 15 plus going into the fourth quarter. You know, these guys are still going to be out there. Is Greg Brown still on the same? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> we need I, like I really could have sold myself into a Greg Brown double double, man. I was looking for his name. I really could have sold myself into a Greg Brown double double. Let's we'll just check real quick yesterday who was. No, he's not on the team no more. But it was yeah. Drew Banks. Yes. I mean, it was. I, I, and I called it like Drew Banks, 10 rebounds. I was like, yo, it's still freaking. Oh, I didn't realize I cashed that Josh Giddy. Wow, I didn't look at that account. I didn't know I cashed that Josh Giddy double double today. I gotta go look at that and get that money out. Yeah, Eubanks had ten yesterday. Six. Okay, so yesterday. yesterday wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I I did I gave up on that Josh Giddy double double at one point. I did. Anything else for this game? No, I'm good. All right, last game of the night. Let's get over to the Chicago Bulls. They are staying put in L.A. here tonight. They take on the Clippers here tonight um, in a back-to-back situation. Why is my screen spazzing out? Give me a second. Trying to get the the banner going here. Here we go. Bulls at – there we go. Bulls at the Clippers. Minus four and a half right now for the L.A. Clippers. Line opened up at – uh, minus five. So it's been bed down. Some money coming in on Chicago. Total up at about 223. That number's now been bed down to around 221 and a half. Starting to see some 220s pop up as well. Looking at the injury report for the Clippers. We know Paul George is out. Kawhi Leonard is probable tonight. I know he left the last game for the Clippers with a facial contusion, but he is officially probable. Norman Powell is out tonight. Um, for the Clippers as he's still dealing with that shoulder issue. Uh, so let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus four and a half for the Clippers. They are hosting the Bulls after beating the Lakers yesterday. 118-108, I believe, was the final score. <laughs> so... I did not expect to see 80% of the money on the Bulls when I woke up this morning. That is one thing I wasn't expecting. I wasn't also expecting to see 80% of the money on the Bulls and the line staying at four and a half. That was another thing I wasn't expecting. So just, you know, Vegas sharp that I am, Vegas insider that I am, odds maker, book maker that I'm not, but I think I am. Just tells me that there's something that is pushing me already to Clippers minus four and a half. Just thinking that, oh, well, they had a great game against the Lakers. It's the same animosity towards the Clippers. They're going to go have a good good game against the Clippers. But I think that the Clippers kind of can give them a game in this one. One, they don't have somebody – they don't have the issue of people playing and messing up the – What's the thing that I'm trying to say? Messing up the flow of the team the rhythm, because their players the never play. 
their players never play. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to worry about LeBron coming off the bench and messing things up because you're not expecting Paul George to come out here. Norman Powell's not going to come out here. All these people that are supposed to play are not going to play because it's the Clippers. So, I mean, I'm looking at Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard has a really good game, even though how good, how much better the Bulls have been defensively. I don't think that they have an answer for Kawhi Leonard. I'm very curious on the inside matchup between Vucevic and Zubac slash Plumlee and how uh, Vucevic is able to get his going, uh, how able to get his offense going, especially after having a short day yesterday. He should be a little bit more Western. I might be looking at some Vucevic props today and him keeping his cool today as opposed to yesterday. But, I mean, I think that this is uh, ultimate. It, it feels like kind of a letdown spot for the Bulls playing this game right after playing the Clippers. Like, it's always Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. You're focused on the Lakers. And while Patrick Beverly has the same animosity for the Clippers as he does the Lakers, it's still just the Clippers. And I feel like that you can overlook them. And it's easy to overlook them. And this could also be an inside job where Patrick Beverly says, let's keep the Lakers outside the playoffs, so let's give the Clippers the win. That's 100% not the narrative, but I'm just And I'm just they have the Lakers on deck on Wednesday at home. Who, the Clippers do? The Bulls, again. Oh, they have the Lakers again? On Wednesday, in their building. And this, so this is a sandwich spot between Lakers, 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 Clippers, Lakers? Yeah, so they... This, uh, is, a, this is a Los LA. Angeles sandwich? Yeah. But they uh, they get they go back home for uh, the Lakers, so they they have a. But it's a spot. Los Angeles sandwich. Yeah, it is. Then of course they lose to the Clippers in the middle. But and also you mentioned all the money is on this line opened up at minus five and then went down to minus four and a half. Oh, you said oh, I seen it at, opened up at four and a half. Okay, well that's actually kind of good movement towards the Bulls that you would like to see if you have all that money coming in on the Bulls. But I don't know. I think that this is a. I think this is an overreaction to yesterday. <laughs> They're still. I really do think this is an overreaction to yesterday. I think that the bigs are better for Los Angeles, especially in terms of interior defense. Zubac is a far better interior defender than anything that the Lakers have going on, especially AD, who doesn't seem like he's putting that much of an effort on the defensive side of the ball nowadays. And so, I think defensively, you're going to get a different level of intensity from the Clippers, and I think that they can actually find the gaps to be able to score on this team, unlike the Lakers were able to do. And I think Russell Westbrook's about to get up for this game, to be honest. Oh, yeah, him and him and Bev have that beef, don't they? So one of the plays that I like today is Russell Westbrook over-rebounds at five and a half and just take that all the way up to ten. And he, because he's probably going to come down with like three or four offensive rebounds. And then the narrative is going to be best rebounding, best offensive rebounding point guard. Like two guys that are arguing about two things that nobody cares about. Like two guys arguing about yeah. something that nobody cares about. And it just feels like, I, it feels like Russell Westbrook can have a really good day on the boards today. Because everybody's been playing that Pat Bell rebound prop recently. I'm sure they're going to be playing it tonight. And it's probably Russ who's rebounds, who goes crazy, especially with Paul George out of the lineup. And yeah. that's just another quality rebounder that they lose. So, 
Yeah, I, 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 my gut is just telling me to go Clippers here. Like, it's just telling me that the Bulls are just not ready to play the Clippers. And it's that same spot of when you go and you have the back-to-back against LA teams and you get up for the Lakers game, especially if the Lakers game's first. You get up for the Lakers game, you play it hard, you have the crazy energy for the Lakers game, and then you put come to the Clippers game and it's like, oh, well, I mean, it's all right. It's the Clippers. Like, it's okay. Is Zubac a better rebound, or sorry, rim protector than AD? No, but AD isn't playing like he's a great rim protector right now. AD does not has not been putting the effort on any side of basketball at all. He's literally just kind of cruising to the playoffs. Yeah. I, I am so anti-AD right now. Like, it just doesn't look like he's trying to play basketball out there. And he's try- it looks like he's trying to stay healthy. That's what it looks yeah. like. It looks like he's trying That's to stay healthy. Point. And what is admirable, that is very, very admirable, but I can't bet you on that if you're trying to stay healthy. I'll come back in the playoffs when you're giving 110%. Uh, all right. Yeah. So I, again, it makes sense, right? I think Chicago has been playing real good basketball. Again, I think it's a, a, like you mentioned, the sandwich spot between these LA teams. You're probably coming. I mean, every player in, in, in that Bulls locker room got up for that game from Zach Levine to DeMar DeRozan to Patrick Beverly against his former team. Do you really care about the Clippers? I, I just truly. I, I can see this being the Kawhi crazy 35 plus game and he wills the Clippers to a win. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw that in that first game without Paul George. Um, and again, there's the possibility that, you know, DeMar's been dealing with the, I think the quad injury where they maybe just sit him tonight on a back to back situation um, and then get him to get ready to play against the bull, sorry, against the Lakers uh, on Wednesday in Chicago. So, I think that we'll may see some notes about guys sitting out here tonight for the Chicago Bulls, at least one of either Tamar or maybe another player here tonight. They're already without Javante Green here, uh, are the Chicago Bulls. All right, so in Kawhi's three career games against the Bulls for the Clippers, he has 35, 33, and 33. There you go. Uh thoughts on the total, Terrell? Um, twenty one and a half right now. Under. Yeah, I'm on the Clip, under as well. Bulls, Bulls are still a good defense. While I do think that Kawhi is going to exploit them today, they're still been playing good defense recently. Yeah. Uh, trying to pull up that exact number. Last five games. Defensively, I thought Chicago, I know after All-Star break, were like one of the best teams as far as defense. So Chicago's number three. Last five games as far as defense, and Clippers are number 10. So you have two top 10 defensive rated teams playing here tonight against each other over the last five games. So, yeah, I like the under there with you. Uh, you mentioned Kawhi for player props. Um, anybody else that you do like? I think I like. Uh, let me just double check <laughs> before I put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like Terrence Man. I think Terrence. Okay. Man, I think Terrence Man can have a, a solid day coming off the bench in that uh, backup point guard spot. And he's had some pretty okay, decent games. His line's at seven and a half. And so he, I think it's really just the opportunity that he gets. But with the Clippers, like you have all of these bench players with low numbers, and you're just trying to kind of picking your poison on which one you take. And I think I want to take a shot on Terrence Man tonight. I've blindly been betting him. I've lost some, but I've won big one time. So I'll go with Terrence Man again. Hopefully he gets double digit day today. Kawhi's points props only at 27 and a half here tonight. I'm all over that. Like, I am all over that. I, I I think that this is the Kawhi Leonard game again. And I can talk myself into 
uh, Russ double double at plus two ten now. It's at plus two ten now. The increased usage. He's gonna he's, he's gonna get back far. to getting at the very least a double double. At the very least, like the increased usage he gets without Paul George is insane. And it makes sense, right? Obviously, when you lose the second best player on this team, um, something somebody's gonna have to fill in that void, and that's why you that's why you brought in a guy like Russell Westbrook to kind of fill that void. Um, his double double I should be more than that. No, would you get? You see plus two ten for him? Yeah, I see a plus two ten. Yeah, I see plus two ten as well. Okay, all right. Um, any other player props? No, no. All right, uh, so that is oh, well, it's a oh, yeah, go back to the I know it didn't hit yesterday, but we're still taking the pat bed block. Oh, yeah, let's see what that number is right now. I need to put a block parlay together here tonight. Uh, Kessler, who was the other guy that somebody had mentioned earlier as far as seven? I think it was Craig, games. yeah, Tori Craig, and then you get uh, Pat Bev to get a block here tonight. I uh, don't see him listed yet. Minus 110. Oh, you do? Okay. Minus 110. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. We'll put a block parlay for you guys. Pat Bev over, Walker Kessler over two and a half, and then Tory Craig over uh, on his half. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to see if I can pull up the odds on that uh, by the time we get out of here. Uh, all right. Before we get into our lock and dog for tonight, uh, let me tell everyone about Shady Rays. Summertime is right around the corner, and this it's still cold in some parts of the world. I saw my cousin. He put up something on his Instagram that it's still 29 degrees out there in Utah where snow is falling. So with Shady Rays, you guys can still get sun polarized sunglasses and even uh, snow goggles over at Shady Rays. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection to all of eyewear. Like I mentioned, every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, the day that you get them, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair for free, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you make your purchase. And with Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. Today, they have donated over donated over 20 million that's right 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america if you don't like them or if you don't think you look good at them just exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within the 30-day return window period there's no risk when you shop with shady rays their team always has your back so exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving away their best deal of the new year go to shadyrays.com and use promo code sgpn for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, using promo code SGPN, 50% off of two or more pairs of of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, Terrell, let's start this week off strong. Let's get into our lock and dog for tonight. Uh, You want me to lead off or you want to go? Uh, your choice. Uh, why don't you why don't you lead us off, man? All right, for my lock, let's go with. Oh man. Um, should I go back to the guy? I should. 
They're really talking them up. But I'm never good when I make player props my lock. Yeah, I'm not for good when I make player props my lock. Forget that. All right, we're going Bucks. First quarter, minus five and a half. That's my lock for my dog. Hmm. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Yeah. No, I don't like making you tell my dog because it's like, I feel like that adds added pressure to them that we don't need. Everybody knows I'm <laughs> betting. Everybody everybody knows I'm betting Utah. I don't need to give out that pick. I need to tell somebody else, some, something else that I'm betting at plus money. And rest that double. will be oh, – that rest double-double is kind of calling. I did hit Josh Giddy double-double yesterday. Let's go ahead and call the rest double-double. Yeah, 210. Rest double-double at 210. That's my dog. All right. Uh, all right, for my lock, I'm going to go also with a first quarter. I'm going to go Knicks first quarter team total uh, over. I think I saw it at 32, and now when bet is not cooperating with me. But, um, yeah, I think it was at 32 and a half uh, for them. Like I mentioned, Rockets coming off of a back-to-back where they have not been very good on the road. Not going to dive into the numbers again. If you want to play the first uh, quarter um, spread as well for the Knicks, I think you do that as well uh, against this Rockets team. So Knicks first quarter team total over 32 and a half. And then uh, the spread is at four and a half uh, for my dog. Um, let's see. There's not a lot. I mean, damn. Do we? No, I don't see that. Um Minnesota plus one fifty on the money line. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you got to do it. Yeah, this means this Fox is important. This yeah. means more. Yeah, so I'll go Minnesota tonight plus one fifty on the money line here against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they're playing good right now. They're playing great basketball against. They got they caught. They got Cat back. They're a healthy squad. I know Anthony Edwards is still dealing, probably dealing with the ankle injury and. You know, he's he's been popping up with some illness, but they're playing well right now. Um, Mike Conley has been a great addition since that trade, a, a traditional point guard for that team. Um, defensively, they've been doing really well as well. We saw it last night. They were turn, forcing turnovers against the Minnesota uh, – sorry, against the Golden State Warriors. We're able to pull out that victory. So I think Minnesota does get the job here done tonight. Uh, obviously, take the plus four as well for the, uh, uh, the spread as well. So lock for me, uh, first quarter. Next team total over, and then their first quarter spread, and then Minnesota as my dog plus one fifty on the money line. All right, Terrell, that is going to do it, my man. Uh, anything else we need to mention for the listeners before we get out of here? No, no, I'm good. Uh, all right, so make sure again before you guys get out of here to hit that like button for us on the stream. If you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel. Go ahead and do that. Again, we are seven days a week here on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, follow, follow us on Twitter at SGPNNBA. Follow the villain on Twitter and Instagram at ReallyRail underscore underscore. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll be back tomorrow as usual for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Let's get this week started off strong. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.